Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, Calm Parents. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. And today I'm talking with the most freaking amazing life coach for parents of teens, Ben Pugh. He told me to say that, but I agree. He's pretty (laughs) awesome. Ben is, a former, <laughs> ben is a former teenage knucklehead who accidentally lit his school bus on fire. Accidentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the adults in his life told him he ruined his life. He went on to become a teacher, turnaround high school principal for five years, um, a foster parent for 10 years, and is now changing the lives of parents and teens all over as the go-to life coach for parents of teens. Welcome, Ben. I am so happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've been so excited for this. We uh, we met on Clubhouse, um, right? Yeah, probably around January. So. Yeah, and yeah. we just completely aligned with what we were doing and what we wanted to do. And so we've really been, I've enjoyed collaborating with you because I think it's just so important that all of us get this message out. But I love learning from you too. And I feel like I've been learning a lot. So I'm excited to have you on so parents can learn from you as well. Well, thank you. (laughs) Sure. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your knucklehead teenage self and how you that turned that into becoming a coach for parents. Yeah. I, so before we hit record, we talked about like shame and guilt and I want to tie all of that in. So when I, was a teenager, I just struggled making good decisions. Like one of my friends stole some rubber cement. I don't know why, but back in the 90s, everything we did was like, oh, we got to glue it together with rubber cement. And so there's one point where like he steals this. I felt guilty all day because he asked me to hold it in my backpack. And on the bus ride home, he's like, hey, do you have my rubber cement? And as I'm passing it to him, another friend is like, hey, I've got a lighter. Let's see what happens if we light this thing on fire. And it was seriously the most flammable thing I've ever seen. Like, (laughs) I don't even think we touched the flame to it. Just the fumes were like. And so I tried to throw the rubber cement out of the bus window. Luckily, it was towards the end of the bus ride home. So all all the good kids were in the front and us few knuckleheads were in the back and I missed the open window and I hit that little bar and it sent flaming rubber cement all over the back of the bus. I burned a hole in my pants. My friend burned a hole in his shoes. And I just remember there being so much, like I was worried that, man, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm going to, get my butt whooped. And then all of the adults in my life were even more worried. Like there is something wrong with this kid. He's ruined his life. Um, In my church, like a lot of us young men aspired to be missionaries. And I remember a church leader telling me, we don't send arsonists to represent the church. And I didn't even know what an arsonist was, but I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. 
And I remember like for years after that, on the first day of school, like people, teachers would be calling roll and they'd get to my name and they'd be like, Ben Pugh. Yeah, you're going to need to sit in the front row. And they just read my little note that followed me forever. And so when we talk about fear and shame and guilt, one of the things that I like to help parents understand is that you are the alpha animal in your little herd, your family. And how you feel towards your teenager will heavily influence how they feel about themselves. And we live in a world that just, we love to try and control and manipulate people by making them feel shame and guilt and fear. And I learned as a teenager, like that is not a good recipe for success. It leads to a life of feeling shame and fear and guilt and self-doubt And one of the main things that parents come to me about is they're like, I need help getting my team to feel more confident. And as we do some coaching, it's always the same thing. Like, oh, well, you're not confident in your team. You're ashamed of what they're doing. You're afraid they're ruining their life. It's no wonder your teenager is scared to death and has no confidence and feels like they're ruining their life. And so... One of the things I love about my story is that most parents would look at lighting a school bus on fire as the worst thing. And I'll add a little bit to this story. When I was a high school principal, I believe it was my second year in, I had to suspend a kid. We caught him smoking weed in the bathroom, like dumbest place ever to smoke weed. Why would you want to do it in the bathroom? Anyways, his dad was livid. And I'm a pretty big dude. And his dad was a pretty big dude. And I was like, man, am I going to have to like subdue this grown man to protect his child? And as he was just flipping out, he's like, you ruined your future. I was like, time out. Let me tell you a little story about me. And as I told my story and these parents are like, wait, you lit a school bus on fire And now you're a super successful high school principal. Like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. And I explained that I am the best principal ever because I did that. Like, I do not suspend kids hardly ever. Like, I do everything in my power to not suspend kids. Like, the reason your kid is out is because we have such a small school and there's a few knuckleheads and I can't have them all together. And it instantly changed everything the dad was chuckling and like elbows his son he's like at least you didn't light the bathroom on fire (laughs) and just really helps put things into perspective that hey we do not need to use shame guilt fear any of these things to try and control and manipulate our teens when we can have a more positive outlook and be like oh this is just a part of your story And it will benefit you in the future. We don't know how right now, but guess what? This will be good for you. It changes the way we as parents show up. And that changes the way our teenagers perceive their struggles and their problems. And now rather than being filled with shame and doubt and guilt, there's hope and there's confidence. Like, I don't know how, but somehow this is going to be amazing for me. And I've had several teenagers. So I am kind of weird. I work with parents 
And occasionally I'll work with teens. Parents mm-hmm. are my jam, but anytime I got a teen that loves sports and is kind of a knucklehead in school, I'm like, okay, I'll work with that one. <laughs> yeah. But there's a few that have told me, no, like me getting in trouble was part of my transformation. Mm-hmm. And going from there to here helps me realize how much growth and potential I really have. So my message is always parents, believe in your team, have confidence in your team. If you want them to be, be more confident, starts with you being more confident. I, I love that. And I think it's so important. And I, I see this all the time where we as parents try to make sure our kids know without a doubt their decision was poor. Yes. We want to make sure that they, there's no question that we do not agree with what they did. And it is so shaming. And it is, I think the goal is to get them in this part where they're like, I never want to feel that much shame. I'm not going to do it again. But it backfires because then they feel like, well, I'm so bad. Why even bother? And that's what I hear teens say. Why even try? Why even bother? So what can parents do instead when their kid and when, not if, when their teen makes a bad choice, um, because we all make bad choices, right? Um, How can we better address that where we're not going, yeah, you, you just did something really stupid. We don't want to do that, but what can we do instead? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I'm going to share a recent experience But I'm going to share a few principles to help you understand what I feel like is the best way to handle this. It's really important to really be aware of why you're feeling shame and guilt and doubt. Most of us, like this is how we were raised. And in our generation, we felt the shame, we felt the guilt, and we dealt with it. And for whatever reason, we went out and we were okay. This new generation, like there is so much shame and guilt around. And us as parents, we're like, this is how I was raised. And we put that on our kids and they don't know how to handle it. And so the first thing I tell people is really become aware as to why you are feeling shame and fear and really get to understand that. Because when you understand that, you can now parent differently. You can identify, okay, this is me feeling shame and fear. And this is what I do as a parent when I feel those things. I'm going to try something else. Like, let's try curiosity. Let's try love. And so the other day, so I help coach my local high school football team. And my son is on the freshman team. And I'm one of the main freshman coaches. And he got our third blindside block of the game like back when i was a kid these were like highlight reel blocks like you mm. kind of sneak up on someone you barely get in front and then you just claw around it was a beautiful thing back in the day but now they're like no we got to keep players safe that's bad and so one kid gets a blindside block penalty then another kid and then my son he's one of the coach's kids and gets the third penalty And instantly my mind goes to what are all of these people thinking about me? He's a coach. Like, and there's like, I don't know, a hundred people there. 
And obviously they're all going to think about me because they have nothing better to think about. But (laughs) this is where our brains go as humans. And instantly I'm like, he's a coach's son. Everyone is watching him. What do they think about him? What do they think about me? And he had gotten yelled at by the head coach. And then I walked over there. I was going to give him a piece of my mind because I had to show all of the parents Mm -hmm. that, hey, I don't tolerate this. And fortunately, I have been practicing this a long time. And when I feel like rage and shame and all of these feelings that I don't want to parent from, I've gotten pretty good at being like, hold on a second. These are like the warning flags. What's going on? And I realized, oh, I'm trying, I want to shame him and I want to like scare the crap out of him. So he never does that again because of my own shame and my own fear. And in the second or in that moment, I was able to think about it and be like, all right, I'm not going to go yell at him. This is not how I want to parent. How would I like to parent? And I was able to like, just take me. I didn't have to go talk to him right then. The head coach had already yelled at him. And as I was thinking, I was like, okay, I would like to use this to connect with him. I'd like to be like, hey, I love the effort. Keep the effort. Like, that's what we want. All it takes is just a few extra steps, positioning yourself better, and that's a clean block. And so when I did talk to him, he already felt bad. He was just felt bad. He cost the team 15 yards, and that was just one of the many things that added to us losing that game. And so when I did talk to him, I was like, hey, I love the effort. Thank you. All of a sudden, my son, who's ready for me to be like, dude, what is wrong with you? And just lay into him. He softened and he's like, yeah, like normally, like back in Little League, that was a good block. And I'm like, yeah, but here in high school, it's not. So I love the effort, but what do you think we can do to avoid getting a penalty in the future? And it's so powerful when we can realize as parents, we naturally want to go to shame and fear and guilt. And part of that is how we were raised. And part of it is the community, the culture that we live in right now. It's very much about like shaming and canceling and doing all this. When we can be aware of that, that awareness gives us power to now be intentional about how we show up as a parent and how we handle things. That is so powerful. And I think it is really, it is really difficult um, as a parent to not get caught up in that because we do get so focused on what are other people seeing? How are they viewing me as a parent and how yeah. my child shows up is a reflection of me and my parenting. And we got to get rid of that because that's yes. where we get really frantic. And I know personally, I just, and I was sharing with you with my daughter and getting her vaccination, she has a phobia of shots. And the amount of people that felt the need to shame her for that was not helpful. <laughs> it yeah. was like, so I would sit, take this time to kind of rebuild her and go, it's okay. Like you're doing your best, but they were mean. And I'm like, who are these adults that have to be mean to her Yeah, because they don't like that she isn't, you know, acquiescing to their demands of just sitting still because she's afraid. 
And I think we just go to that. And you said earlier, we were raised that way, but we're okay. And I'm going to question you on that one because I feel like I know a lot of adults that are really dealing with shame, negative mindset. We're passing it on to our kids. So do you think we really were okay or do you think we're learning better? I, when I say we're okay, part of that is that I don't believe that it serves us to think, man, I'm not okay. My parents raised me. I'm the victim here. One of the things that I tell parents is that we were raised that way. And for whatever reason, in the moment, we were able to kind of internalize it, like just put a Band-Aid on it and move on. The way we were raised is perfect to help inform us as parents of how we want to do things differently and better. Because we know from firsthand experience, man, when people shame you, when people kind of play the fear, like, hey, you're going to ruin your future, or they play the shame one, like, what does everyone else think about you? We know from firsthand experience what that feels like. And so as I coach parents, the first thing that we work on all the time is like awareness. Why do you do this? Where did you get it from? And I try and help parents separate themselves from their parenting. Like you are not your parenting. You're just the doer of your parenting. And when we can get that separation and when we can take all the judgment off and be like, yeah, I am okay. It's now empowering because, oh, I hated how that felt. And I do want to parent differently. And you know what? I can catch myself being like my parents and I can show up differently for, for my teenager. And one of the things that I think does, like you are completely right. We are carrying on patterns from our parents who are carrying on patterns from their parents. One of the things that's awesome is that we had a pattern when we were teens of kind of not worrying so much about the shame and the guilt. We'd kind of be like, okay, that's what you think. I'm going to continue going. This is a pattern that we need to go back in time and like steal from our teenage self and help our teenagers understand that, hey, it doesn't matter what other people think. You move forward. Like they can have all the shame and guilt and fear and whatever. And we're herd animals. So it's natural for you to want to adopt what the herd is feeling and thinking but you can be your own source of confidence. And I feel like as parents, we have way more power than we realize. We can be the example of that. Mm -hmm. And there's a few times like my mother cursed me with a child just like me. I remember (laughs) plainly one day she's like, Ben, I really hope you have a child just like you. Sure enough, my kid has been suspended multiple times and I'd have to do the work like, man, Mm. I'm a principal and my son is being suspended. What do other people think about me as a dad and as a principal? But as I do that work, I can be the one who's like, dude, you're suspended. All the best people in the world are suspended. Like, look at me. It's just part of life. We can change the meaning when most people are like, no, that's bad, that's shameful, yeah. we as parents can change the narrative and change the meaning. Be like, no, it's okay, you'll be fine. And when 
one of the examples, so I love football. I coach football. Most people know who Tom Brady is. And I'll give this example, like some random quarterback you don't even know about and Tom Brady. Random quarterback shows up in the huddle. His team's down by like less than a touchdown. He's like, you guys suck. Like line, you guys ruined it. You didn't block very well. And receiver, you dropped the ball. If you wouldn't have done that, we would have won. Like, here's a play. It's probably not going to work anyways. Let's go. Like that quarterback, you're like, Ugh, it probably won't work. I'm just going to start walking to the locker room. But think of Tom Brady, who's famous for being down and showing up in the huddle with a big grin on his face. Like, guys, we have them right where we want them. Yeah. And he turns to the line and he's like, hey, you guys got us here. Great blocking. You guys have done just enough. You can do a little bit more. And he turns to the receiver and he's like, hey, I know you haven't caught everything, but you are doing amazing. You've caught this and this. And here's the play. And we're going to win. And now everyone in that huddle is like, dude, we are going to win. Let's go. And they up their energy and everyone's just excited. And the thing is, it doesn't matter whether Tom Brady wins or not. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. But everyone associated with him performs at a higher level because of his energy, his hope, his belief, his confidence, which is infectious. And so one of the things I like to ask parents, you're the quarterback in the huddle. Which quarterback do you want to be? Mm -hmm. When your kid lights the school bus on fire, do you want to be the one who's like, hey, we have got the world right where we want them. There's been mistakes, but you are going to be okay. And we are going to win this game. As parents, you have the power mm -hmm. to be the Tom Brady. And I know a lot of people hate Tom Brady. They're like, well, <laughs> deflate game. But you have the power to be that incredibly influential yeah. force in your teenager's life. Yeah. And, and what's so powerful about that is the end game of what we're trying to achieve by the shame and the guilt backfires. And what you're saying to do actually ends up achieving what we wanted to do in the when we were place. trying to shame and guilt. And we're yes. just making it worse. So we, you know, and what you're just saying, and I love that it's like one sets their kids up to fail, right? Not intentionally, but with that approach, we're setting them up to just like go lower and lower and fail. And the other one's setting them up to succeed and yeah. saying, wherever you are right now, that's okay. You still got it. Like, yeah. this is not the end. So that right there gives them hope. And I think that's one of the things I hear from a lot of teens is they don't have hope. They yeah. just feel beaten down. And no matter what they do, they can't do anything right. And why even bother? Why even try? And their parents are trying really hard, yeah. but it's beaten them down and they don't realize it. Yeah. And I think most parents get it. Like, I can't tell you how many times people have heard me speak. They've listened to my podcast and they're like, that makes sense. Now what? Yeah. And I'll tell you as parents, like, it's hard. You were raised one way, but just realize you are setting your teenager like you're teaching them the rules of life and you're teaching them to play by the rules of shame, fear, and self-doubt. Yeah. And so once you get this as a parent, 
Like there's some real simple things that you can do to start being the change that you're looking for with your teenager. Set markers in your emotional life. Anytime you feel shame, guilt, anger, fear, any of these big negative, uncomfortable emotions, just like flag them so that when you feel that, you can take a time out. You can be like, okay, what's going on? Why do I feel this way? And start building some awareness around this. Because with awareness comes the power of being able to now be intentional. Mm -hmm. And so just one simple step, parents, anytime you find yourself feeling shame or fear or doubt or anger, take a time out, identify what's going on and realize that you're making it all about you. And there's something that you have experienced in the past that caused you to feel fear, shame, doubt, anger, whatever that is, become aware of what this was in the past and be the pattern disruptor in your own life. Realize, oh, yeah, I was taught that this was bad and I felt a lot of shame and that's why I do this. Now that I'm aware of that, I dismiss that old belief and I am not going to parent from shame. And there's so many other options. Curiosity right now is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like There are times where I cannot get on board with what my teenager thinks is cool, but I can sure get curious. Like, hey, why is this cool? Yeah. Oh, just because LeBron James did it? He's a dummy. Like, <laughs> tell me more. Why is this cool? And just from that place of curiosity, you can better understand where your teenager is coming from. And all of a sudden, that shame and that guilt starts to fade away because when, when you start to understand your teenager, like that was the main problem with our parents and their parents' parents. And they're like, the parents never fully understand the teenager. Yeah. And now as parents, we can be like, oh, I get it. And that understanding, that curiosity replaces a lot of those negative emotions. That's really, really powerful. Um, And it is, it's about, you don't necessarily have to understand what you can accept and appreciate and just be there for them. And I think that's all they want, right? It's just to be accepted and appreciated for who they are. And And one more thing they want, they just want to know that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Like seriously, if you can just be like, everything will be okay, no matter how bad it is, just continually be that Tom Brady. Everything will be okay. We're right where we want to be. We've got life by the horns. Let's go. Which is the antithesis of what I think a lot of parents do. It's almost the opposite. Like, your whole life up is ruined forever. And then kids are so terrified to make a choice because they're like, a choice I make now could ruin my life forever. And that's paralyzing. And it's not going to. Right? It's not. So, Ben, how can people find you? Yeah, so probably the best way, I have a podcast specifically for parents of teenagers. And you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, any of the podcast places. It's called Impact Parenting for No. Oh, my goodness. You would think I would know my own podcast, (laughs) but it's called Impact Parenting with Perspective. And every week, I just teach a little nugget about how to parent with perspective. Honestly, everything I teach my own one-on-one clients, my people in my group, 
you guys can get for free on the podcast. It's people that want a little more support and they want me to kind of hold their hand through the process. Then there's ways that you can work with me in a group setting or one-on-one. And if you want to learn more, like you can go to my website, benpewcoaching.com. And there you can also find my podcast. You can find a handful of free trainings and you can reach out to me if you would like some personal help. Um, One of the things I tell parents is that most parents are not parenting how they envisioned they would parent when they were teenagers and they've become their old, their parents and they're parenting out of fear. And what I help parents do is become that parent that they have always wanted to be. I help them become the parent of their dreams. And as a result, they now become a parent that their teenagers look up to. Yeah. And the parent that their teenagers are willing to come talk to and that their teenagers are proud of, like, that's my mom. Yeah. So if you want to be the parent of your dreams, the best place to start is go check out my podcast, Impact Parenting with Perspective. I got to write that time. <laughs> but yeah, come check it out. If you have any questions, I just love interacting with people. So I'm, I, give way more away than I should, but I love it. So I I hear you. And I, I think what's so important is for parents to realize, because a lot of times I feel like parents feel like they're out there alone, especially when their kids are teens. And one of the things I just really want to make clear is there's people like Ben and me, and there's, you know, there's people out there that are specifically here to support you. And to help you through this, because we know how important it is. And we also have been our parents and we know how hard it is. So there, there is support and there's no shame in getting help. (laughs) There's none. And Brene Brown, she has a book, The Gifts of Imperfect Parenting. There's a part in there that I wanted to talk about and I forgot, but she talks about this idea of good parenting versus bad she's like, I hate it. It's just yeah. full of shame. Yeah. And statistically, the only thing that matters is whether or not you're engaged with your team. Yeah. And one of the things that I've found in my own life, I would mentally shame other parents. Like I wouldn't just go out there and be like, hey, you're a bad parent. But in my mind, I'd be like, at least I'm better than those guys. Mm-hmm. Start getting away from that. Mm-hmm. Because that fuels this mentality of shame and guilt and right versus wrong and really just question, am I connected with my team? Am I engaged with them? Because the shame and the guilt, all that does is disconnect you. And when you can start to identify that and leave that behind, you will start to engage and have more connection with your team. Sorry, I could go on forever. I, I, I hear you. So can I, I love this stuff. And I think it's so important too, because you know, both you approach it from the parent perspective. And I think, again, I just want to reiterate how important it is because a lot of times parents are worried about their teens. And so they send their teens to get help, which is great. But if they go back into the same environment in the same relationship with you as a parent, only so much happens, right? (laughs) Only so much happens. If you as a parent have the skills to actually help your teen yourself, That's where the magic happens. And that's what we're all about is empowering the parents to be there for their teens. Yeah. It's such an awkward conversation when, so I do a free consultation and 
parents and their teen will come to me and the parents are like, we need to fix the teen and they did this and they did this. And it's kind of weird when I'm like, I would love to work with your teen, but your money is going to be best spent helping you. you. And having parents just be like, no, I wanted you to fix my teen. Yeah, I don't want to change. I want you to change how my teen responds to me. Yep. But the parents that do it, like I, on my podcast, there's four episodes where I've interviewed former clients and they're like, I, we tried everything to fix our teenager. And it was amazing. When I started doing the work to be the change that I wanted to see, that changed everything. And so I'm just telling you guys, parents, be the change that you want to see. Mm. It's human nature to try and change everything on the outside. Change internally and the things on the outside, I promise you, they will change as well. So I got to go back to football practice. (laughs) Yeah, you do. And I was going to say, those are great words to end with. So Ben, thank you so much. I'm so grateful you could join us today. Uh, Thanks for having me, Dr. Kim. I love you. You were freaking amazing. Keep doing (laughs) this amazing work (laughs) and we'll keep collaborating. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. And thank you parents for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn more about how to help your teens succeed, you can grab my free guide, Seven Secrets to Motivating Teens at drcam.com slash motivate teens. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode and all the amazing, helpful golden nuggets that Ben shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review. This helps other parents like you find the show. And I encourage you to share it with a friend as well. Until next time, have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website www.askdrcam.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.